All right, so Brian wanted me to start off this episode just because uh, he told me he was sick and tired of hearing himself, and I said that was hard to believe because uh, Brian talks a lot, and um, you know he loves himself, so we all love Jeez. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we wanted to talk about, and this was my topic. That's why I wanted to start off. So, talk about like a creative, like kind of gaming gap that's happening in the kind of like gaming world, right, Brian? Is that what we want to call it? Yeah, let's call it that, Josh. Okay, so we'll call it the creative gap or creative gaming gap and uh, launch out onto the loop as we talk about this today on Curiosity Continuum. I might clean that up a little and edit it. (laughs) 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 All right, you want me to start off, right? I'll do it. Okay. Hey, everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app and receive notifications of new content. And if you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. All right. So this was my topic because I wanted to talk about this. And Brian was like, you know what? That's a good thing to talk about. And we were just having this like little riff the other day. And Brian's like, man, we should be recording this. I'm like, yes, that's the whole point of CC was to record our conversations. Right, Brian? Right. And we were... Brian and I are, are creative people, but we're also like realistic people, I think, too. And we kind of understand sometimes that things are a way for a reason and maybe they should kind of either stay that way or they should evolve and change. But maybe some things just have to be kind of the same sometimes. Right, Brian? So I'll expand on that, my friend. Okay. So this is what this is a prime example that Brian and I were talking about this the other day is uh, the AAA game space. So the AAA game space totally changed during COVID. Well, as it did everything else. Our whole world changed, right? We were told to stay home, work from home if you could. So all these tech companies that, and even not even tech companies, but just companies that had internet connections said, we can do our jobs from home. Zoom meetings will totally replace just being in the in the same room with somebody. Right, Brian? I mean, you guys had that, you had that firsthand with, your stuff, right? Yeah. And you know what? Uh, to the, the benefit, at least it kept things moving. It moved it along. Right. And there's enough jobs now where you can be a thought worker and get stuff done. Right. Now, I, what I don't think was, and this is what the impetus of this episode is, I didn't think that people understood how different that was going to be. No, nobody did. No. So I wanted to take the example of video games. So lots of video games that were being in developed went to a crawl like a snail's pace because all of a sudden these teams of let's say 500 people couldn't be together in the same building or at least in the same city they were all spread across the united states sometimes the world and developing something remotely so the game development is a very iterative process so like you develop something you upload it to a server and you know somebody else looks at it and then gets back to you on that now that process used to be, oh, I just walk over to my friend's cubicle and see that. Oh, yeah, that looks good. That doesn't look good. So this process was elongated immensely. 
and where I think that even people didn't realize how big the gap had gotten, right? Because to be like creative and to be like creating something totally new that's never been done before really requires a collaborative process. And people work better together. Like Brian and I have always talked about this. Maybe Brian can expand upon that a little bit. How we always work better together in the same room. Even though we do this podcast remote, it's uh, a different cadence. Right, Brian? I'll say this. So you, it's, you can't undo thousands of years of human biology and the way things work because you have 15 years of technology just to say, now you don't have to meet in person. You can call somebody on the video. Right. And <laughs> it's just a different flow. Excuse me. Um, what's nice about it, like, so my, my mother-in-law, who just turned 84, just got her first smartphone just a few months ago. And it has been <laughs> quite the, the, the eye-opening revelation for her. You know what's wonderful is that she doesn't really get out a whole lot anymore. She doesn't have as much mobility as she used to. And she video calls my wife. And sometimes she video calls me because my number comes up sooner. And we talk to her. And it's wonderful for that. Right. But it is no substitute for going and giving her a hug. Right. The human contact, right? The human interaction is... And there is something lost. Like when you're looking at somebody on video, I've always I've noticed that you're more you're not as in tune to body language. You're not as in tune because you're not there. You're just seeing this construct kind of a 2D kind of construct in a 3D place, you know? So it's kind of it's different. And like Brian says, you're not going to replace thousand years of biology and just like 15 years of technology. Well, so let me add on this too. You know, like when you have and not to sound spooky ooky, but just go with me for just a minute, folks. The people are going, he's going to get spooky ooky now. When you have things in a room, like physical things in a room, they put off an energy, right? Yeah. And you can observe it in like, the, you know, how things are attracted to one another, how things repel one another. Whatever it is, mass in a room has an effect on other things in the room because it does. And it's observable just by saying, like, yeah, it has an effect. Right. And I'm sorry, like, if that's the case and we say, like, hey, look, this is how this actually works, but then you're saying that, well, you can do exactly the same work without human contact, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It, it slows the process down at, at, at any rate. And so what I wanted to get at is, like, you know, people are, like, we're having a lot of CEOs of big companies, Disney, uh, Twitter, you know, Tesla, uh, Amazon even, companies that took a lot of their workforce and were working them remote are now saying, look, some of you guys have to come back to the office, depending on position, three to four days a week and getting a lot of pushback. And rightfully so. I mean, there is something to be said about the hours of commuting that people had to do and the, you know, the time away from family. And I understand that. But if you're in a position, like if you're in IT or something, you, you, very likely could do your job remotely and it's not going to impact your job. But if you're in a highly creative field or a field that requires lots of collaboration, I understand why some of these CEOs want, and I want people to come back. Now, the flip side of that is that you get the pushback of people are saying, oh, they just want to justify these big buildings that they have and all this. And I, I agree that's a lot of it probably. But I also think that 
the CEOs of these companies are understanding, for example, that money is a finite resource. And if they take like, for example, that's why I'm using a video game, for example, is like instead of one year of development time, it's now elongated to two and a half. So everything is two and a half times slower. A hundred million dollar project becomes a three hundred million dollar project or three hundred and twenty five million dollar project. That's a lot of money. And it's a lot of time and waste. Now, I I totally understand. Like if you're like, hey, I commuted two hours one way to work every day and I can just do more work, so is that really saving any time? I think you gotta look at the the the, the end product of what you're creating. And some of these products that are being created that were pretty much like mid creation during the pandemic and now have started coming out, especially in the video game space. And I'm, I don't really know much about movies or anything like that because I'm not in that world. But from what I've seen, you know, obviously like the actors can't be, can't be remote right. or anything, I but can... like video games, for example, can do that. They can be remote. And I've seen the products and they are, I would say, by and far, less than they could be. You know, so Josh can afford a $100 million game. He can't afford to develop a $325 million game yet. <laughs> Just yet. Right. You know, so here, here's something, you know, there's a book called How the Future Works, and it was written by, I, I'm sorry, I forget the person's name. I could put it in the show notes here. But it was by the people who, who uh, created Slack. Slack is an instant messaging protocol for those of you who don't know often used like in organizations and it can work for your internal teams and it connects to your external contractors and things like that. And it's like a, you know, kind of like a casual chat kind of thing. Great collaborative tool. They wrote a book called How the Future Works and I'll, I'll distill it kind of to the long and the short. There's many good points that it can make. It's still, here's what happens in leadership when you talk about that. It's basically, if everybody's not on board with kind of how this thing needs to work, then it won't work. Because... Right. It's like this, like Josh and I were talking about, there is inequality or like not fairness when you talk about like, well, so-and-so caught somebody at the water cooler and they had a conversation with them. Well, that gives them an advantage. That's not fair. It's like, well, wait a minute. Like what? Somebody thought that it being in the office to talk to somebody to catch them was more efficient or effective and productive than what they were doing. And they made that decision. So there's always going to be some kind of inequalities. It's, you have to ask yourself the questions, what are you trying to equalize when you do something like that, right? So, especially in younger generations, they really value time freedom. They're not necessarily willing to drive two hours if they don't have to. So, there was an article that came out like in Business Insider in the middle of the pandemic talking about what it takes to actually have people like work at home. And they yeah. said like it didn't cost any less, you still had to get them their equipment, set them up at home. Maybe there's a VPN or whatever you need to kind of do your work. And it wasn't any less money. So they said, what you have to think about is, is this the best thing for your people and your culture? And Josh has talked about how, you know, making a place great for people makes a business great. It doesn't mean the business doesn't have needs, but it makes it great because everybody's kind of made an agreement like, hey, we're going to work together this way because we're trying to get this outcome. And if it works for you to be able to work remotely on these things, great. Do that work. But there are times we're going to need you to be able to collaborate because it's a different result when it happens. And that's okay. I'll quit there for a minute. Yeah. 
and I mean, that's what we're saying, I think. I think we're, well, let's pull it back to like the broad picture here. We're not saying that like you can't work remote because Brian and I do it every week. <laughs> we work remote we do. every week. <laughs> but we also understand that sometimes like we're already in the planning stages for another like get together like in real time because we understand that an hour of real time is worth like for us anyway, probably five, 10 hours of collaborative work together. Uh, you know, remotely, you know, and and I'll say this: it's not like you can't learn to work remotely with somebody if that's your only relationship. But Josh and I have a, a storied history; it makes it sound very dramatic, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But we can read each other's cues, right? And even when we were in the early days of podcasting, and we sucked bad people, we sucked real bad at podcasting, but we could at least figure out each other's conversation cadence because we knew that. Well, that meant that we had less things to overcome to get to a better result. I guarantee you that if Josh and I had never met and we're just like, hey, let's podcast. I know I never met you, but let's like figure it out. It's different. There are some episodes, if you go back in history of this podcast, you go, huh, maybe that felt a little bit different. Now we do a good, Josh does a good job in editing, but there are some different things that come out when you're just in the room. You don't have to time it, you know, with an edit or sync it up. It just works. Yeah, and um, and just to get back to that little like secret sauce of the podcast, like there were times that when we first started, Brian had a, a much worse inter- internet connection. So sometimes we had sometimes three or four seconds of lag that actually I had to edit out. So there are times. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. No, but there are times that like I spent like you know two hours editing a fifteen minute section of audio just to get it so it sounded like we were in the same room. But then you might go to an episode three episodes later where we were actually in the same room together because there are times that Brian came down for weekends and we recorded five and six episodes at a time where I was like, we don't even have to edit these. Yay. And we were, yeah, (laughs) it was just like, throw the intro, throw the outro. We're done. Like one um and ah was in there and then we're done. Now that podcast, I think. Our podcast has become much more conversational, much less editing on the whole is needed. Uh, just because Brian and I, we had more experience doing that. We found out what like what works and what doesn't work. And those are the types of things that are good indicators for an other industries. Like what works remotely and what doesn't work. So I'll leave you with this. What things do you believe are better when you're in the room with people in terms of like your collaboration and your creativity, some creatives really love to just go in the dark hole and emerge with this thing of beauty and awe. Yeah. <laughs> However many weeks or months later. And there are those that do a great job doing it and kudos to you. There's also this subsection. And I really do believe that Josh and I fall into this category and maybe you do too. The creative, the, the collaborative creative, which that should be our next episode, Josh, maybe something sure. like that, where you do your best work when you're working with others. And that's a different exercise altogether. So maybe we'll put a comma here. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, let's do it. Till next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.
Thank you.